check, check. Hi, hello everyone, and welcome once again to a Soccer Rangers podcast. I am Cole. I am the Green Ranger. I'm Amy. I'm the that- Pink Ranger. I'm Tom. I'm the Black Ranger. I'm Robert. I'm the Red Ranger. <laughs> I'm John. I'm the Silver Ranger. And that's Robert. He's the red one. <laughs> I'm John. I'm, I'm Amy. I'm the Pink Ranger. <laughs> I'm Tom. I'm the Black Ranger. And we're doing this again. <laughs> Anyways, uh, hello once again, and like we said before... We're definitely in quarantine because we're all batshit crazy. That's because we're keeping that section. Cole, that was the part you talked about cutting. Now it's in. Now no, it's in. I was talking about last week. Mm. Loud. And in any oh, case, loud. God, you don't not share it that way. I mean, we had Andrea from uh, Wonderbelly Games on. She was awesome. Everybody enjoyed yes. that. Yes. That was cool. Mm-hmm. Correct. But in any case, this week, last week we were talking... Video games. The week before, we talked about movies. This week, though, we're talking about quarantine YouTube. And and in particular, what's our favorite things to watch on YouTube during when, when we're bored? Quarantine. 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 Tube. So, yeah. Robert, you have a you had some particulars for this. Yeah, yeah. So we did want to make this a little bit limited because, as much as I love watching Linus Tech Tips on a daily basis, the reality is. He's got 10 million subscribers. He doesn't need the press. We wanted to go and focus more on mid-level YouTube channels. Um, We don't want to show favoritism to people that we know personally, but we also, you know, want to make sure that some of these channels are just starting to grow up, get a chance to go and move, because the algorithm is fucking everybody over now. So, you know, why not make sure that the guys that we like and want to continue to see success in grow larger and larger and larger? Exactly. And the fact is, is that the more they succeed, the more content they can do. So Exactly. Mm, excuse me. So, Ty, uh, Rob, what's, what about you? what's your, your first one? Oh, boy. Okay. I actually am still trying to decide on who I should talk about first. Then um, I'll go first, then. Okay, go, please, please. Oh, start us off somewhere. <laughs> okay. I, I, the first one that I have is actually a pair. I'll, I'll do it kind of in a pair, too, because they're both in the same topic. Um, the last couple... Back in about November, October, I started getting really into sumo, getting really into the entertainment aspect and actually the rich culture and tradition of sumo, which is actually quite fascinating. Um, But I and I had really a lot of interest in actually watching the tournaments and I ended up finding two channels that I really enjoyed. One of them where I would watch the actual sumo, the other one where I would kind of would also have like side topics it wasn't going after the popular headlines it was kind of going side stories and and lower tier um wrestlers and everything like that other than the top division uh the first one being is called jason's all sumo channel uh or jason's in japan and he is an english teacher that on that every time the basho or the tournament comes up he'll go through all 15 days of the tournament and kind of go after the more popular fights like the big the big guys like the like the yokozuna fights uh the more popular so like enho and all these other guys or anything that it has like a significant meaning in that particular fight like the terminators and all that fun stuff so he and he'll usually do about up to eight videos a day for 15 days all of them between about four to five minutes because he will record the actual show on his TV, on his DVR, and then come home and then watch it back and do commentary. Just sitting on his couch with a camera to the TV. It's it's fun. I enjoy it, and it's really kind of good. Um, next is Chris Sumo, um, also another uh, English speaker, and he just kind of goes through side stories. He does kind of just like side stuff, just as like talking with fans, talking with parents of actual like sumo rec- wrestlers and other thing like that. Um, really cool side story and he likes, and he considers himself one of the underdogs of the sumo world YouTubers. So it's really kind of interesting. It's actually quite cool to watch. 
um, to see different perspectives and everything. I am actually shocked that you decided to start with something sports related. Yeah, like, soccer. It's the really only, it's the right only sport that I have passion for. <laughs> Where we discuss conventions, nerd culture, and sports. <laughs> it is what we're known for, isn't it? It is. <laughs> but it's also Japanese, so it works. Where would we be without our March Madness coverage, our Super Bowl Sunday Smackdown specials, and our regular sports coverage? I tell you what. Well, since we're talking about niche interests, um, I really like drag queens. (laughs) I love drag. (laughs) Uh, I think it's kind of like, I don't know, I have friends who do drag, and I think it's very likened to cosplay, but in a lot of ways, kind of makes you... I just like, I like drag, um, and I've been watching a lot of Trixie Mattel's channel um, and Manila Luzon's channel, but mostly I've been watching Juno Birch, who mm-hmm. is British, and she is iconic and stunning, and she will get in full drag and play The Sims 2 from her flat in London, and <laughs> it's just awesome. I've, she's been putting so much content out for the quarantine. And her drag persona is, like, an alien, so she paints herself blue and wears rubber gloves and, like, these huge blonde wigs. Um, So Juno Birch is my suggestion for, like, niche things. Or if that's not, like, your niche and you want to try something different, yeah, do one of Cole's sumo videos or drag, and you might realize, hey, I like drag or sumo, or I come out of this quarantine with a new interest in subculture I didn't even know I was interested in. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, uh, I guess I probably want to pop in here, even though this is not connected to drag or anything like that, just keeping with the niche stuff. Uh, Some time ago, and I don't even remember what the hell kind of fever dream I was going through that led me to this, but I found a channel by the name of Kenny Lauderdale. Uh, Right now, just under 90,000 subscribers, so definitely on the low side of things. He's been putting out videos for about four years, but in the last year seems to be when most of the growth has really happened. And he focuses on largely lost media anime. And I'm talking uh, 60s, 70s, and 80s. He doesn't produce a ton of content all at once, but I've been fascinated because his video essays are really well-researched and well-put-together and actually him talking about a particular manga series turned live action series turned uh, one spot OVA anime actually led to the discovery of a piece of lost media that like wasn't even on the lost meet her wasn't even on the lost media wiki uh, with Asuka no Hanagumi uh, the second movie which I just I'm blown away when I see somebody that I've just started my subscription to coming up with something that, number one, I didn't even know existed. Number two, something that the internet large didn't know existed, and it just comes out. Uh, The most recent video is on one of the most (laughs) amazing bad anime I've ever seen that I actually think Tyler has probably seen many clips of not even realizing it's real. Uh, it's called Charge Man Ken. And this was a 60-episode series that was produced in the late 70s. And normally you think about anime being like 22 minutes. You know, maybe if it's, you know, like a bumper series, like say a uh, uh, Isekai Quartet, you know, maybe 11 minutes. Uh, what about a series that lasts for six minutes at a time and was so bad it did not even get aired on television And only 30-some years later, when it was released complete on DVD, did it end up gaining any notoriety and has been used as background filler anime for a whole bunch of live-action TV shows for uh, animes. uh, You know, whatever you go and see on a television screen that just looks like a dumb 70s anime, it's probably Charge Man Ken. I had no idea this was a thing. It's 25 minutes of just sheer what-the-fuck-am-I-watching, and I loved it. So, I've yeah, can, never seen that show. Oh, no, no. I guarantee if you watch this video on here, you're going to recognize some of the clips and scenes. And you're going to go, wait a minute. I have seen that. But where did I see that? Because I haven't watched uh, the show. <laughs> but I've seen that in the background of another show. Rob loves to be driven crazy with little mysteries. 
I do. <laughs> it's why I'm so into the Lost Media Wikis. Hmm. A little. It's why we all have here. our own little niches. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. A little thing here. So one of my favorite videos I like to subscribe to are like lore video, lore channels, or really just people that help mm -hmm. explain things. Like with a story, and one guy I want to point out is Ragnarok, Ragnarok Gaming, Ragnarok uh, Gaming. Mm -hmm. I think that's how it's pronounced. Um, he's a real cool guy. He's actually a biologist and a scientist for like the human body. And some of his my favorite videos he's done is people will shoot him suggestions for video games. Like uh, one of my favorite ones he did was he did a whole bunch of videos of about the Columbine from Half Life Two and how. The biology of the change of their bodies and how stuff would affect them talking about how it could happen in real not really how it could happen in real life and how it's possible but also some of my other favorite videos he's done is videos about um dead space talking about um the thing it's really interesting like he uh he talks about the science behind it and how it could happen in theory about like uh brain jacking and stuff like that his head crab video was amazing from half-life if any mm -hmm. of you played half-life if they weren't before, before they're probably playing the new one now <laughs> oh shit why exactly. am i doing this podcast <laughs> i forgot i need to finish that wait do you have index wait rob do you have index i don't have index but i can do okay. it on my quest i just okay. plug i just plug there it into go. the computer via usb type c it works great oh Man, you probably have whip, uh, pistol whip then, don't you? Yeah! Oh, man, okay. Oh, man, shit. Yeah, no, I got a carry case, man. Like, that thing comes with me everywhere now. You shit. never know when you're going to have to play Akron Attack of the Squirrels. This is getting cut out of the podcast, but... <laughs> that's, that's No, leave it. Yeah. It's a tangent. We're yeah. going to do VR stuff someday. we got to yeah. talk about that. Oh, definitely. Tyler, your, your turn. My turn? So this is kind of hard, because we're limiting our list a little bit to, like... Under, under a million. Under a million. Hard for you. See, it's this easy is the thing. Because, like, I have, I used to watch a lot of YouTube. I have cut back quite a bit because I would just be putting all their videos into my watch later, and my watch later would just kept growing. <laughs> you uh, went into a rabbit hole a few times, I remember. You uh, I about have, um, it's just like, yeah, and then it would become around, like, Christmas or something when I had vacation where I could actually sit down and just watch things. Or if I had a project, I could put it up on the screen while I was doing a different project and kind of chip away at it. But it made it become a process. So I don't really watch YouTube a whole lot. And when I do, it's certain uh, certain channels that I know like are already established and known because I only have so much time, so I'm going to watch quality stuff to begin with. But there are some channels that have become kind of uh, viral a little bit. And uh, what I'm going to think of first, there's only a couple. I only got like a couple I can think of under a thousand. But the first one I'm going to mention is Joe Cat. Under a million, you mean? Under a million. Uh, Joe Cat. Uh, Joe Cat. Some of you actually may have seen, if you've ever seen a crap guide to D and D. Yes, yes, <laughs> okay. that's Joe Cat. Yeah, the, cl got the cleric. The, their, I was watching their cl their cleric one. Someone posted yeah. a, a clip of it on their cleric version. It was like so on TikTok. Yeah, he's got that one. He's got a crap guide to D and D, and before that, he has a crap guide to Monster Hunter, where he goes through all the Monster Hunter weapons. Uh, he's <laughs> yeah, it's. His his things are hilarious. Uh, even then, you might even seen. Uh, there's a good chance, uh, just like a Facebook ad, you would have seen like Knights of Pen and Paper two. You might see uh, if you ever see like uh, the Monster Hunter lizard head that kind of wiggles back and forth as an ad for Knights of Pen and Paper two. That's his because I've been seeing targeted ads. Maybe not seeing it. Maybe I'm seeing it because I watch his videos. But hey, who knows? <laughs> it's also nerd stuff. So I'd say that. Um, yeah, he's just funny and writes well, and he's a graphic designer, so he just animates stuff. So uh, I would suggest checking out all the uh, Crap Guide D&D &D and Crap Guide to Monster Hunters because they're just fun to watch, and I will go back and rewatch them because they are just hilarious. And then he also has various... Uh, him just playing games and commenting and doing that kind of stuff. Uh, it doesn't have a whole lot of videos, uh, but... I don't know. I think it's it's like a quality thing. 
so that that's mine. I don't know. That's what I got. D and D stuff. Funny. Films. Is it like a parody style? Mm-hmm. It's. How do I? Explain? It's just he's literally. It is what it is. He's he's describing classes, but he's doing it in a. Uh, not a satirical way, a parody way. He's describing it. He's just describing it in a crap way that's really funny to listen to and using a lot of weird similes. Uh, if you've ever seen uh, No Punctuation, mm-hmm. uh, which is Yahtzee who does video games, it's a similar style to that. Uh, and it's just, yeah, it's just funny. So I, I just, I would suggest just go out and watch it. Just uh, check it out. Uh, crap Guide out. to D&D and you'll go through all the classes and it's just it's witty and funny and the way he describes and talks about the classes it's uh <laughs> very very biased opinions but in a funny way so it is kind of satirical the, the, in that sense i just kind of looked up a, a small example of that is like the the cleric is the guy is the is the guy who bought a taser after getting t- tired of healing the barbarian who jumped into 1v20 yeah, that's that's literally a description of how he describes the cleric. <laughs> yeah, that's the cleric. He also talks about how clerics are overpowered as fuck. And uh, if you just had a, if you actually had a party of clerics, you could just go uh, bust into Tiamat's house and give her just the epic swirly of bullying. Yeah, just it's just the words, the words, and how it's well, it's well written. Actually, so, I think he said it's like she would do it herself because she's like, oh, nope. yes. <laughs> it's just the power of clerics because they're just so strong. But it's, it's a class that every, no one, uh, every party needs to have and no one wants to be. So, yeah. And we learned that about... very, very recently in our own personal D&D uh, Pathfinder game. Yeah. We learned that very, very recently. Uh, Talks about how, how rangers are just wannabe, uh, uh, wannabe uh, druids but aren't going to take that full leap. Uh, yeah, I know. Yeah, it, it, it's just a lot of a lot of funny stuff. So I just don't go there. And also the Monster Hunter. Just go watch the Monster Hunter weapons. For some reason, I've never really played them, but I know a lot about the weapons. And he's uh, you need you need to know the weapons. He's an he's Monster an advocate Hunter. for uh, sword and shield. Just like <laughs> that's why? Part, that's the that's the thing. That's that's part of the jokes. Is, 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 you'll have to watch the video that's like the to worst find weapon out. In the you'll game. have to watch the video, and you'll you'll see. He's always talking about sword and shield. The Speaking one true pairing. <laughs> Who likes getting stories explained to him in a very smooth, uh, deep me. voice? <laughs> okay. This is for the next guy here. For you people that don't know out there in the cyber universe, I am a fan of Warhammer. Doesn't matter, Warhammer 40k Fantasy. That is some of the most confusing literature on I the planet. I think that's planet. an understatement. Uh, Luton is his name, but he goes by the name of Luton09 on YouTube. Does these amazing 30 to an hour videos explaining key stories in the Warhammer universe. But he's also branched off and done Star Wars, Judge Dredd, all these different things. And honestly, he has a very good way of telling these stories and explaining things. One of my favorite videos he did was the explanation to the Judge Dredd universe and the way things work, the different positions of judges, and the hierarchy of the cities. But his Warhammer stuff is amazing. So, like, so top notch. Uh, just kind of formatting-wise, is this kind of like a found flick sort of ending explained sort of deal? or? Oh, no, no. He de- actually will go into details of the story. He'll actually will put some character into explaining the story. Like, one of my favorite ones he's did also mm-hmm. is of the orcs. He explains orc hierarchy. explains how they do things. He explains key battles, key people of interest. He actually yeah. does a good job That's with cool. it. Very can, kind of like found flicks, but not really. What's cool is when you watch his videos is he... Uh, cuts and pastes like certain pictures and articles from like books and stuff like that that go with that's the story cool. that's really cool like a good video like the introduction to warhammer is probably one of my favorites because it literally explains everything you need to know basis wise about why these groups are fighting hmm. good for our uh resident lore whore <laughs> <laughs> that's, what that's what he's what here for that's what i'm he's here, here for, for. The and nothing more <laughs> You need lore if you're going to build a good story. All right, so my last batch was sports. So 
So I'm going to jump back into some video games here, but I'm going <laughs> to jump back 10 years. Okay. To a game that's been out for Let's actually 13, maybe 14 years. Before you go back that far, you got to say, let's do the time warp again and do the little dance. And it's an audio medium. We'll just have to trust that you did the dance. But for all all right, viewers, hold on. Let me hold on. Let me get ready. Let me get ready. Let's do the time warp. Wow, that's an amazing dance. It's, it's just a jump what? to the left. What? Yeah, what are the steps, Cole? I don't know. The, I don't know the time warp. Uh, <gasps> what? Yeah. What? I honestly don't. Oh, uh, I'm ejecting him. To the <laughs> no, eject no. him into space. <laughs> but in any case, um, I'm assuming most of you guys heard have heard of RuneScape. Yeah. Oh, I was in middle school once. Mm-hmm. <laughs> everybody, mm-hmm. everybody heard about it back in middle school. Apparently, I was never yes, in middle how? school. How do you mine for fish? Still the most confusing thing I have ever written or ever read. Mining it's for fish especially published thing. sounds like a drag slang term. Uh, <laughs> to go back. Sorry, Cole, go, go on your thing. <laughs> but in any case, back in about 2012 or something like that, they released, or 2014, I can't remember exactly, they released Old School RuneScape, which mm-hmm. is essential, was which is essentially <laughs> the, the 3D version of the original RuneScape. Um, not RuneScape 2, blah, blah, blah. But in any case, yeah. um, there's a couple channels that I've... I just randomly found these guys, these channels a few... About a year ago now. Um, and I just like doing them. Because a lot of this content is like specific content based on um, like restricted accounts. Like Ultimate Iron Man accounts where you can't trade or sell or buy anything. Others are doing collectible, like doing collection log stuff and all this fun stuff. Because old school RuneScape is still being updated. It's getting new updates and new expansions mm-hmm. to it every couple months. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the channels that really exploded and actually got RuneScape extremely popular, especially the Iron Man system, was a guy named Settled. Um, really, really interesting. Um, he's doing this. He started the not the genre, but the style of video and, and type of characters or the, uh, it's called region lock. It's a self-imposed region lock to a, of a certain area. And you can only do this and you give yourself a challenge him. He's doing the, the high, the current highest raid that you can do, but only getting stuff from the, from the area of Mauritania. This guy spent 532 hours Doing the same th- the same mini game over and over and over again, just to get us to level up high enough to be able to do one thing. What's that thing? Um, I believe it was to get his hunter level high enough that he could actually hunt lizards. <laughs> That's a lot of work to hunt lizards. <laughs> yeah, I know. And then he did it again. And then he did a whole bunch more just to keep going. It was weird. Um, another guy on there is a guy who guides for us all really interesting guy he just, he does a, a a completionist list called a collection log where he tries to gather 1000 items for the collection log which is about i think a, th- a half of about a third of the collection log but he also does a bunch of other interesting content as well um another one another one that i also follow is called a guy named low soul gamings or dabe really interesting he has a whole bunch of fun content where like his most recent videos is called beating the bot there is a Discord bot that essentially emulates going to certain dungeons and beating bosses, and he will see he will do the exact same boss while the while the computer is doing it in Discord, and he will see who gets the best loot out of it, as well as kind of just going through and doing different things. It's really kind of fascinating. Um, yeah, and that's my old school RuneScape spiel. Uh, you made me think of this other YouTuber who has stuck with me for years because you were bringing up middle school nostalgic. Uh, Little Karibo does... Ah, <laughs> I was just thinking about yeah. that. I uh, met Little Karibo. Oh, I was wearing my My Valentine cosplay at Anime Expo, and he was there, but I couldn't find him. I was so bummed. But I met Little Karibo back in England when I was there with, our, with me and Tyler's friend Zach back in 2012. You know he's... He He's, he was at SakuraCon a lot because he always was working the the booth for uh, uh, Shark Tees. Yep, I know, but I yeah. met him in England. Yes, and we I met him there. Okay, he okay. was he was there a lot, Cole. Okay, I didn't know. That. <laughs> um, if you haven't heard of Little Karibo, 
Uh, he does Yu-Gi-Oh! The Abridged series, which is iconic. It's so good. Uh, it's just, if you need some full belly laughs, <laughs> go watch that YouTube. Card <laughs> Games on Motorcycle. <laughs> Card games on motorcycles. About three episodes. I'm gonna change my voice to something different. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> All of the countries are ruled by America. It's very quotable. Um, it's very Canadian. wonderful. Uh, during this quarantine, we definitely needed all the endorphins we can get. So I, I will probably give it a rewatch, uh, and I recommend you do too. I was. I was just thinking about because he always did parody songs of Lady Gaga songs, and I had those all on my iPod, and I would just listen to them. And I want to listen to them again. I okay. Th mm. This got me thinking here. This actually was not a channel I was going to talk about, but while uh, you were bringing up Lil Karibo, I had to look this up. So Rerez, which was started by a couple of guys that used to work uh, at Channel Awesome on their gaming side. They started uh, They started this channel, and originally it was looking at reviews of unique uh, console content, video game consoles. They've started coming up with uh, two things that I just absolutely love. The worst ever series for particularly bad game consoles, and their new one, Just Bad Games, which I swear might be some of the funniest, just terrible video game shit I have ever watched. Uh... Everything from the PlayStation Tiny Toon Adventures trilogy to the terrible Batman games that have been released over the years. I, it's just, it's 10 to, or it's 10 to 20 minute videos that will just have you laughing the entire time while you just question, how the hell did any game studio get given the money to continue making this? Like at no point did a producer go, why am I throwing money at this and just pull the plug? No, none of that. It just goes on and on and on. I absolutely love these guys. I'm glad that the channel is finally growing in a good way. I see some really nice numbers out of some of their videos, and I hope that they continue to find success. Uh, Rerez, R-E-R-E-Z. Uh, Link in the description. Yeah. I, I probably will be linking all of these, to be honest. Yeah. If you don't, you're a monster. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> uh, a monster in defense mode. That will likely mm -hmm. be sent to the Shadow Realm, so you know. Okay, if we're going there, we might as well talk about lowbrow while we're at it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, th this uh, this is one I know I'm doing two back to back here, but uh, animation channels on YouTube have been getting the shaft for years, uh, even before this latest algorithm change came through. Um, animators on YouTube have just been having a hard time. Lowbrow Studios used to do a lot of stuff for larger channels like Dorkly, uh, where they would go and animate particularly video game content. If you've ever seen the Sonic for Hire series or Mega Man Dies at the End, these are the guys that made it. They're starting to promote their own stuff as a lot of the channels that have been paying them over the years are starting to fold and go under. Uh, if you could help... They've really only got 33,000 subscribers right now. These guys make some of the best animated content on YouTube. I really would love for people to show them a little bit more love. Uh, and maybe Dorkly too, because I miss Dorkly. I'm sad now. Aw. Hmm. Well, I'm so... Cry in the corner. I think it's <laughs> important to support creators, but I also think it's important to be a creator. See how I segued mm -hmm. there? Uh, so I've been following a lot of sewing tutorials online. I've actually been doing sewing that's not cosplay. It's been very strange. <gasps> yeah. Um, I would recommend Nick Varejos. He actually was a contestant on Project Runway um, a few years ago. He has some really good videos on kind of just um, more of the advanced techniques of like gown making, of uh, fashion design. And then Martina M. Sewing. Some of her videos are in a different language. But every single video she um, starts with, she, she uh, starts by making the pattern. So you don't have to come in with any materials, any patterns. She'll show you how to draft the pattern. She'll show you how to make it. It's really easy. It's really easy to follow. My favorite video of her is what of hers is what to do with scrap fabric, um, and I thought it was so creative. She was bold gotta enough. Deal with cabbage. Yeah, you got to deal with all the scrap fabric, and I don't like throwing it away. But she was like, "Yeah, with my spandex, I just make underwear." I was like, "That's awesome." <laughs> 
uh, and like pencil patches. I have always called scrap fabric cabbage, but that's because I've been wanting. I've been watching a lot of Bernadette. Ber- uh, Bernadette. Uh, what's her full name? Fuck, I can't remember now. Victorian. Well, if you Google girl. what to do with cabbage, you're gonna get very different videos than the one I am recommending. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's leave it at that. <laughs> well, I no. want to. I want to go down into the. This is the most obvious one that no one has really touched on yet. Is the uh, people that just do let's plays and gaming. Yes, uh, which is what kind of YouTube <laughs> is majority of right now. And this is one. These guys, uh, you might know them. Uh, they never actually have broken a million yet. Is I know is exactly where you're going, and it's a. Are travesty. you doing? Are you literally gonna pull up these three? Yeah, Hat Films. You fucker! I knew it. Yeah. <laughs> they they still haven't broken a million, and they've been doing this for a long time. They they've been making the Minecraft videos. They went into the Yogcast, so they're part of the Yogcast and everything, and they've been doing this and. I don't know. It's like they've kind of plateaued, and they've done a lot of, a uh, lot of neat videos, and like they have kind of restructured their videos recently, so that they had their main channel, and then they have this extra channel because they did a lot more Twitch nowadays, and now they basically did it where they have Hat Films is going to be more live action vlogging stuff, and then they have a Hat Gaming, which is where they used to be called Extra, which they would just put their they do live streams and then they put those full four hour cuts on there and they're like if you want to watch it it's on there it's extra don't expect it to be anything good but now they've switched it up where they're like seeing their analytics are all over the place so they've got one that is for gaming and one that is for uh, just kind of vlogs and everything and if you take the two and you put them together you do have a million scrubs uh, subscribers million scrubs Million scrubs. Oh my um, god! But Sounds like separate. my dating history. <laughs> oh, but I don't, yeah, <clears throat> I've always liked their sense of humor, and it was—it's funny. And so that's just some guys that have always been up there, and uh, they do some really funny videos sometimes. And they do like for Lent, they do their pancake baking one, and they always add challenges to that. And yeah, and I have to admit. Their song creation is fucking yeah. creative. Man, there's some of them that I just go back and, like, they'll do some crazy editing with songs. The Bath. They have, um, what yeah. was it called? Yeah, uh, yeah, because yeah, they also have that every Christmas. They do a live stream where they just make music. And now they've developed that into a band a called Sam and the Dead Nuts. And they all put on, like, this uh, glam metal costumes. And they go, they have songs that they have written and played. And they're actually going to do a UK tour where they're going to go over to four venues and play those songs. And so, yeah, they're, they're, they're all, I over have the to place. admit one of my favorite things to do is to see the reaction videos for these songs. Like oh. one of my favorite ones that I saw, I can't remember what the name of the song was. It was about trot in the bath. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, but, it's a um, classic one. but, but, tr- but it was during the Christmas live streams. It was the, in the Christmas live streams. Yeah. And um, I think it was oh, who was it? It was Kim uh, Trotimus's girlfriend slash fiance. Yeah. And I can't remember. I think it was like one other girl that I can't remember her name off the top of my head. But they were all re- reacting to that video with Trotimus's girlfriend just sitting there watching yeah. and I'm just dying. All three of them were just dying laughing. It was one of the funniest things I've seen in a while. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, they they're 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 a certain they're a certain kind of humor. And oh, so yeah. you got to you got to be on a little bit more of a dark uh, ra- <laughs> darker raunchier kind of humor. Uh it's weird. Yeah. No, I think that's how to say it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Talking okay. about, I'm gonna shit in your shoes. I'm gonna shit in your shoes. Oh, I don't know. That's just it's it's. I find it hilarious, but it's maybe it's just that dry British humor that's a little darker that you have to kind of know. That's why it's good. Yeah. yeah. No, and dude, you're you're <laughs> you're bringing up one there that yeah. I don't know how the hell they haven't gone up over a million. No, they've always been like, close, I, and then they yeah, just I know, and it just it blows my mind, and that. Then that YouTube does thinking, a wipe of dead channels and they go down again. <laughs> I guess, but my God. About that. Yeah, they, they have like By the way, have you guys watched the behind the scenes for their calendar? 
Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That is yeah. one of the creepiest fucking behind the scenes I've ever seen in my I life. I see. Because <laughs> they just dress. They have. They have a calendar. And Gib it's suit. Like, it's Here you very, go. <laughs> again, it's all. It's all like satirical, tongue in cheek, where they dress up in Gimp very uh, weird. Yeah. Just like what's <laughs> funny and kind of silly and dumb and also kind of sexual. So is it funny to three three bearded guys dressed up in gimp suits doing something weirdly sexual where you think it's like, oh, it's a satire on sexy girl calendars, except they're all guys and they're all half nude and <laughs> operating and they're they're operating on one of them and he's on Here, a where this where this where this wig is intestines a out of the guy's ass. Like know. literally one of the lines in that particular was like, Here, wear this wig is a Merkin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, uh, Rob, you're gonna you're gonna say something. Go yeah, ahead. no, because it is kind of crazy on how there's some of these channels that you just expect to go and you know blow up. I mean, those guys have been doing this for a long time now, and they've had some big successes. Yeah, and you just expect them to go and grow in popularity and to go hog wild. I've been following a channel. I brought it up several times. Breadsword. Uh, he hasn't produced a ton of content, which I suspect is probably what's killing him on the algorithm, but. You know, his first video came out a little over two years ago. It's got almost 6 million views. And somehow or another, his channel only has 197,000 viewers. And this is one of the most consistent channels I've ever seen. Like, everything is great. I have watched... I added it up here. I've watched at least 10 hours worth of his content. Because he does a mix of both... Because I'm big into infotainment. So he does both... Uh, history dives on films as well as combining them with a video essay format it's a little bit different than what i see from most other people that try to do this kind of stuff for him it's not so much reviews it's more about looking into the design the history and being able to go and extract from the story the real intention behind the creators uh in addition to the treasure planet video that i keep referencing uh, he did a great three-part series on Satoshi Kon and his creations uh, with uh, films like uh, Millennium Actress, uh, Tokyo Godfathers, and um, Perfect Blue. There we go. There was the other one. Perfect Blue scarred me. Uh, like, that's... He has such a masterful way of drawing your attention in, and clearly has, because... Almost 6 million people have watched a 35-minute video about a Disney movie that wasn't on Disney Plus on launch day. It's like, I don't understand how somebody that's had this much success with one video and has had videos still with almost 500,000 views has not garnered more attention. I started watching this guy back when he had, like... 4,000 subscribers, and I have no idea why he's not bigger. I just don't get it. With content that good, I just don't get it. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, I don't know. Like, I've got another one that is also surprisingly only a hundred and something thousand subscribers. But I guess the one I'm thinking of is a... It's music. Uh... So he's not like a YouTuber. He just happens to do it. But what he is doing right now is uh, he's doing a song. Uh, he's creating a song once a week for the rest of the year. And then he'll also do, he has these, he goes on shows and he does shows where he does an, uh, an album an hour. Uh, and it's Beardy Man. Is, Beardy Man is awesome. See, look at that. But he only has like 180 some subscribers. 180,000 some subscribers. Like, he's just... not really a YouTuber, I guess, but he's got all his stuff on there. And I feel like I if you ever want to follow his stuff... I was in a beatback is... box and kick a while back. That's how I found him. Yeah, well, he needs really neat music because what he does, he's got this he's a crazy he's a setup. Yeah, he's got all his... He's got his crazy setup, and then every noise note he makes is him making a sound into a microphone, and then he changes it, tunes it, loops things until he's got a song going so uh it's hmm. all it's from suggestions really, of the audience too yeah it's really neat to see because he'll put his live shows up and they're very interactive where he'll like get songs for the audience and the audience or that's what is as out al- uh an album an hour uh tour he was doing was basically they'd make an album 
for the show at the show they'd ask he'd ask the audiences for it's like improv music i guess he'd ask the audiences for a genre and then what's the song about and then he would just start making the song and uh, going into it, he'd just go. He'd be boop doop doop doop, and then he'd hit that on loop and go boop boop doop boop doop boop, and then he. One of the coolest on things I ever saw him do was Redding, like the like him in the big tent at Redding, at the music festival in Redding. Oh, okay. Like him just yeah. doing a, th- a thing, and people were just pounding hard. It was awesome. I, I guess I'm still confused because I I first discovered Beardy Man through the TED Talk channel, actually. Mm. Oh. Okay. Yeah, he, he did one, the polyphonic me, and it's a little bit depressing because the number of views on that channel is eight times larger than a subscriber count. Yeah, yeah. It's just <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's just not not knowing where like where to go look for things or such or uh, maybe I don't know. Like music channels are kind of weird on YouTube as well because out of the top ten. Most of them are actually music channels, and music tends to do very well here. But then you run across some people that are, like, really good. And it's like, how the hell is this not caught on? Mm. Is it because he's not attached to a label or something like that? I know YouTube's really starting to skew more towards uh, bigger production companies. But I don't understand why this is not caught on. Yeah. Mm. It's becoming Um, a theme now. Yeah, Jumping, sorry, oh, sorry, go ahead. Maybe. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm thinking maybe it's because it's, it's sporadic and it's an idea of, like, you'd see stuff on there, but I think the idea of subscribing to people is you're subscribing to weekly or monthly updates or daily. of something. You're going to expect something, but if you're just on their channel, uh, you kind of know where the channel is if you want to go back to archives, kind of. I think maybe that might be part of it. Um yeah. yeah. I mean, really, we need to start looking at subscribing as more of like a vote in a way. Because for I don't really keep up with all my subscriptions. I don't find the notifications helpful. I found the suggestions when I opened my YouTube homepage the most helpful. Um, mm. But I'll subscribe to channels just to show my support. That's really what it means. Yeah. I mean, some people YouTube differently, but. Yeah. Um, going back to Let's Plays, I've been on a kick of. Um, Pokemon randomizers and Nuzlocks and stuff like that lately. Um, and a group of guys that I found, kind of a group of friends that all have their own channels, but they all do like lots of collaboration content. Um, first off, United Gamer, um, guy out of Georgia, really cool guy, does a lot of things like Rivalox and, and uh, Nuzlocks and all that fun stuff. Um, another guy, Original 151, uh, Another one, King Corpish, um, Android Media. Like, all these guys are all good friends, and they all do content together. Um, Really, really fun. And another friend of theirs from across the pond in Britain is Game Boy Luke, who also does a lot of interesting, fun content based around Pokemon. It's really quite good. But, Tyler, there was one other one. When you mentioned... uh, Oh, sorry. When Amy mentioned Little Karibo, there was another name that I'm surprised you didn't pull up. That has done similar content and has also been was in a uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! Bridge, uh, Takahata One Hundred One. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was gonna look them up. I was gonna look up Team Four Star and everything, but I uh, Team Four Star itself has three point four million, so it doesn't yeah, technically count. Yeah, I never really watched Takahata separately. Well, you kind of do. <laughs> the reason I bring uh, up Takahata is because he both is he is a takes part in one of our favorite. Uh, Podcasts. I don't you. I don't watch that. Po- I don't listen to that podcast. The Unexpectables. No, I don't. Okay, well, I follow. Well, I follow the Unexpectables. Uh, you and James do. Me so. and J and James do. Yeah. It's a D and D podcast with a bunch of with uh with Gaijin Goomba, um, Snake, Chris Zito, and Takahata One Hundred and One, followed by with Monty Gloom as the uh, as the DM. Really, really fun. Really good. Um, he posted all on his page, which is under 500,000. So I wanted to bring that up. But the last one that I wanted to bring up was actually because you brought up Beardy Man. Mm-hmm. What about his brother? I didn't know he had a brother. Jay Foreman. 
uh, comedian, songwriter, and also YouTuber. He doesn't post a whole lot of videos, but he does a lot of th- fun little things that he likes to do. Um, one of my favorite little things that he put together a while back was singing uh, Beatles songs one beat out of tune. Hmm. What? Why? What? Torture? What? Yeah. The reason that it happened was that he had, uh, the story behind that is that he was I don't singing. care. That's torture, man. Okay. Oh, That's, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure the Geneva Convention is against that. Well, well, yeah. Well, the thing was is that he would, he when he was a kid, he, he was nervous while singing at a concert for at school and he got shocked and he actually, he missed the beat. So he started singing to the beat that was one beat off. So Mike, so it's one of those weird things that I think I'll pass on to you guys for you guys to watch on after after the fact. But it's one of those interesting, fun things that I think is kind of fun to watch. And he's also done these really interesting videos. Is like why why does the why does the the train system in in England just end? Or like why are there so many airports? <laughs> or why aren't there more airports? It's like. It was like it, it's really kind of interesting content if you kind of take a look through his channel. That's nice that he could turn something that could potentially be a really embarrassing memory into, you know, his thing, his trademark. Yeah. That's oh, a yeah. good it's, reclaiming. It's that I was called, it was called Unfinished London. Uh-huh. But anyway, yeah, well, here, I'll actually just, uh, out of sync, that's what it was. Here we go. I'll just pop this into the chat for us to watch later. But in any case, that's all of mine. Yeah, since we've been talking about music a little bit, I've been really into, um, I also like what Rob likes, that infotainment. I'm constantly watching video essays. I really especially love video essays on Disney and and childhood media, because it's just interesting. Uh, Sideways is a YouTuber who specifically evaluates the music. I was so enthralled with a Sweeney Todd review he did on how the music in Sweeney Todd correlates to each specific event. Uh, and how, like, certain, uh, musical notes indicate death. The deus, oh, I don't want to try to speak Latin. Uh, deus, deus ex machina? No. Uh, anyway, uh, you'll have to watch the video to find out. But I just really like that, or, like, how Disney will kind of culturally appropriate, like, they'll use music in languages that sound right. Like, they're getting better. But, um, I don't know, I just always find this stuff really educational, and I actually learn something every time, but I don't feel like I'm learning, I feel like I'm entertained and watching YouTube, it's, I don't know, I, I really yeah. like that, I watch a lot of those reviews. Since, uh, since you brought up the infotainment, I feel like I need to go and bring up a certain somebody here, because this is still my favorite channel on YouTube, and once again... I thought this one was going to blow up like crazy, given on how well the channel started a couple of years ago, and has just kind of stalled. Defunct Land, started by Kevin Perger, uh, originally with the intention of creating kind of a... uh, I can't call it a museum, because that's not really the whole scale of it, but uh, creating a background log of defunct amusement park attractions and defunct events. Uh, Video monument, maybe? Yeah. Archive? Yeah, the archive. There we go. That's a better way of putting it. Uh, Because he has actually started up a foundation to try to preserve some of these things, including trying to go and come up with, I know funding's been difficult, but a VR recreation of some of the uh, properties that they've talked about. And it's it's a unique channel because it's not just exploring the base design or the simple history of a lot of these different elements. He tends to explore things from different perspectives, including just the engineers themselves and their influences towards projects. I've also liked that he spun off. Uh, this is still part of the Defunct Lane channel, but the Defunct TV uh side series that's uh, been developed in the last year has been absolutely great. He did a six-part miniseries on Jim Henson. Uh, It is well over two and a half hours long if you watch it all together, but it is one of the cleanest and most informative videos I've seen that's still entertaining. It's not just throwing facts at you. 
it's engaging you in the world and trying to go and establish the experience that it was in the time not just looking at it through the lens of history and how things have progressed since as a result. I absolutely love his stuff. Uh, backed his book on Kickstarter and have actually had her communications with him. I hope one of these days we can actually get Kevin on because I think that he is great. He's a fantastic entertainer and I would love to go and see more. I've got a private note from him and everything. He is just such a cool dude. And please give this guy some love. Once again, like everything else, links in the description. I really like his channel a lot. That is such a tangent to go down. And the more people who like him, the more likely he is to claim footage of, of these old rides, too. Because he'll have a greater reach, uh, which he'll feature in the channel. So, his stuff's really good. It's, it's interesting how some of these YouTubers, when you think of YouTube, people really think of, like, snackable entertainment. Like, oh, I just will watch a couple YouTube videos while I'm waiting for XYZ. Or, oh, I just have a few hours to do whatever. But there are some, there's content on YouTube, and it gets longer progressively. Like a 20-minute video, I used to never click on, and now it's nothing to think twice about. It's like, oh, okay, I'll watch a 20-minute video. Uh, Lindsay Ellis, and I know uh, she she's uh, one of my favorite video essay person, persons, YouTubers, uh, and she has a multiple-part series on The Hobbit, and uh, the Hobbit movies and how they affected the political climate in New Zealand. And she actually goes to New Zealand uh, and talks about how Hollywood exploits New Zealand. And it was interesting because I think she meant for it to be a little video, but then it turned into this whole thing. And then I was sitting there and I'm like, oh, I just watched a movie. <laughs> but A lot of the content that I watch now is between 25 and 30 minutes, up to an hour yeah. on YouTube. And that's like a lot of the, yeah. the Pokemon stuff that I watch nowadays. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's interesting how that's more acceptable now that YouTube doesn't have an upload rate. I remember when you used to have to watch things in all these little 10-minute videos. Let's not talk about the ways that we used to pirate anime. <laughs> <laughs> but I really like Lindsay Ellis. Um, another one I've been watching a lot for, for infotainment is Shafarillis Productions. The one thing I will say about their channel is he does slip into this, like, donkey voice. And I think his content is the best when he allows himself to be himself. Um, but that's another really good infotainment one where he talks a lot about, uh, like, he talks more, like, a lot of these channels really focus on Disney, which he does, but he'll talk more about, like, DreamWorks as well, um, mm -hmm. which is, which is good. Um, and I think, yeah. I think a good starter video for him would be his Shark Tale video. Yeah, no, that's that's actually a good one there. Um, I also like, uh, have you guys seen uh, Blame It on Jorge? This is as close as I'm getting to a million uh, as far as uh, subscriber count is concerned. I have not. Uh, okay, I have no idea where the name came from, but I can say it's the worst thing in his catalog. Uh, he does kind of similar stuff to what we were describing with, I cannot pronounce the name of the freaking productions. It's got the freaking crab from uh, Moana as the, you know, thumbnail. I cannot, or as the uh, icon. I cannot remember what the hell. I should say, I can't pronounce it. Pronounce it, please, Amy! Uh... No. <laughs> I mean, you seem to do a good job. <laughs> I can't pronounce it. Shafarillas? I, it, that's probably, it's, that's better than what I would get. I mean, I try starting to say it, and that's Schadenfreude Productions. Schaffer <laughs> I know. Good luck fucking looking that up. Right? Yeah, I know. <laughs> Shaffalama-ding-dong. Shaffalafalafalaf. Yeah, the videos keep getting recommended to me. But Shaka-kan! Yeah, Blame It on Jorge tends to go and do more documentary features. This is actually the guy that got me into the Lost Media stuff. He's one of the moderators of the Lost Media Wiki. But some of the videos that have been done for things like the Cypher Hunt, the Gravity Falls worldwide uh, search for the Bill Cypher statue seen at the end of the Gravity Falls series, it, it's hard to get me to sit down to go and watch anything more than like 20 minutes. And damn it, I, I wasted 43 minutes on this thing. He is one of the best documentary style storytellers that I've seen on YouTube. And I love his stuff. He's getting close to a million subscribers, but this is after a long time of buildup. I don't know how he hasn't gotten farther. 
Meanwhile, I'm over here with like 20 followers. <laughs> How are they not at a million yet? Just ridiculous. Ridiculous. My well, God, even Soccer Rangers but get, has more but, subscribers than that. But yeah, my getting favorite close, one is Soccer Rangers. <laughs> and, and, and speaking of getting close to a million, another channel that I kind of follow just because I find it kind of interesting because you see a lot of YouTubers out there with, oh, I got this fancy car, I got this fancy car. I follow a guy who gets cheap-ass fucking cars and, and, and has to keep, and just keeps on fixing them and spending so much fucking money. Um, have any of you heard of the Hoopty Fleet? No. No. How about Hoovy's Garage? <laughs> no. Okay, Tyler Hoover no. is a is a YouTuber. He 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 describes himself as the worst automotive channel on YouTube. Huh. Huh. Um, he gets a lot of older classic cars, but he also tries to go for the ones that are cheap. Hmm. So, and and of course he takes them in to see. And usually nine times out of ten, there is something really really wrong with them. Um. So it's a really fun little channel that I just like to keep track of, and mostly because of like I have a little bit of interest in mechanics. Nothing because I don't know a whole lot about it, but I still find a lot of interest in it. And also, I can't say Tavarish because Tavarish has got like a million, like one point. Yeah, <laughs> hey, I've seen that pimp my ride minivan that he restored. Okay. Well, that's who he gave it to. He gave it to <laughs> Tyler Hoover. Oh, gotcha. Well, you don't have to know a lot about a topic to enjoy it. Um, oh no, no, definitely not. One I really That's like that empathizes with the point with the point of view of watching and not necessarily doing is girlfriend reviews. They've only been doing it for a year and they've been really consistent. It is uh, this guy and this girl were dating and uh, he she didn't grow up with video games or anything. So he's, like, teaching her about being a gamer. So the videos all start with, like, this isn't a review of Red Dead. This is a review of what it's like to live with somebody who's playing Red Dead. And she comments all the time on, like, how repetitive noises are super annoying. And, like, um, I don't know. They're just cute. And the editing's really good. The script writing's really good. And if you watch them in order, it's neat to see how she becomes more aware. Uh, they're not at a million yet. They did win a streamy, though. Um, Ooh, but that's big. Yeah, I, I really like them. So... I'm just glad that that's on what the content was, because when you said girlfriend reviews, it was just like, oh, sounds very misogynist, not what you would be into. We already had the Interspecies Reviewer podcast. I don't think we need to push our luck with any more podcasts (laughs) of similar nature. (laughs) Oh, yes. But as we get to that, does anybody have any other last ones they would like to talk about? Uh... Just one more that I really want to grow farther as a channel. Uh, this is another one I brought up before. Uh, Daniel Ibertson, uh, a.k.a. Slopes Game Room, he does these great complete history videos of classic video game franchises. Uh, I also love, he does this uh, Kick Scammer series, uh, which is not new to YouTube, but I like his particular take on things. Is that He's him just, going, yeah. uh, let me guess. He goes through uh, Kickstarter and goes like, that's obviously a fucking scam. No, actually. Oh. So he goes and compiles. He does this in two different levels. So the first one is just pre-build videos where he goes and finds, you know, a couple of similarly themed Kickstarters and creates a video about it and looks into some of the background details. Like he does some good research, including finding out who the people were that started this, what other campaigns they've been involved in. Uh, He did one that blew my mind about this one guy that's had like six successful Kickstarters and hasn't delivered jack shit. (laughs) Like I, I, I absolutely love this guy's process of investigation and how he weirdly enough manages to go and stay very independent in his approach to this. It's very rare that he's, you know, laying down the hammer or anything like that, because oftentimes there are other sides to the story, uh, which is something I appreciate about him. He did one uh, recently about the coolest cooler. I know this has been a thing just in regular news anyway about the company folding and all that, but it's one of the best documentary style videos that I've seen on a subject like this because he's actually approaching it from a very human perspective about the creator and his ambitions and how he doesn't think anybody heard that he really intended to go and defraud anybody. 
he just was a guy that was seeking too much for perfection and ended up going and screwing himself up and his backers up over this whole thing. It's really well put together. Uh, and then the other side, because uh, that being the A side, B side, he started doing a monthly series called Kickscammer News where he's just looking over uh, some of the bigger stories on Kickstarter, Indiegogo, GoFundMe. Uh, both good and bad, actually. The name's far more negative than what actually a lot of the content is. Uh, that's just been fun for me as somebody who would blow a lot of money if he went back onto Kickstarter. I've supported way too many things over the years. Most of them have worked out. Most. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a little uh, a little too quick to go and uh, hit that donate button over there. So Donate to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, have you finally gotten that Patreon started? <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, that's that's a channel. I don't know. Once again, 128,000 subscribers. His average videos got more traction than that anymore. I, I don't know why this guy's not bigger. He's just a charming British bloke. I, I love him. He's great. Show him love, people, please. <laughs> and with that... I think we've come to the end, I believe. Unless anybody has anything they really want to talk about. Tyler, John, Amy? Uh, I do have I got a weird one. Uh, okay. Let's Drop the it. weird. Drop the Technically, weird. Technically, YouTube channel it has less than a million subscribers. It's not... <laughs> It's oh, there since this is. I guess that's this is applicable because it's there. This is the idea that you are quarantined. That's why we're watching these. So you have time to watch them. So if you want to go back and watch old Homestar Runner videos and go through all those, they're all on go. YouTube and they've been added <clears> on because with the whole thing of Flash eventually disappearing, that site would just be completely done. So over the last while. It's been adding all its videos onto the channel and just getting it somewhere out there. Hmm. They have actually put up new videos occasionally, but that was their ones that are for uh, the Trogdor board game that they have out. They've got like a little how to play the game and what with Wormwood. On. Yeah, yes, with Wormwood. Wormwood made a Trogdor the board game. Special edition one. Speaking of which, Wormwood, Worm Life on Worm, uh, Wormwood is very, very good, good channel. They are currently in their fourth season. They are documenting how they are surviving during quarantine. Do they have less than a million subscribers? They do. There you go. Another one right there. Boom. Do, done. Do they have toilet paper? That's the real question. Yeah, I don't know. The, I they they do they do they do. Well, they're uh, they're a woodworking company. If they really wanted to figure it out, they could take their their savings and and wash it up, and they get like a like a it'd be like a a, a half ply. It'd be it'd be really rough. Forty four, forty five, uh, forty five k. Okay, now now you just got me thinking about that episode of Gintama where he had to go and choose between the picture of the girl he's in love with and sandpaper. Oh. Uh. And he went with God, Dosanjo made the right choice. <laughs> but uh, the thing with Wormwood that I wanted to quickly mention is that currently they had to lay off. Uh, uh, they used to have about fifty craftsmen. Mm -hmm. They are currently down to about fifteen mm. because they had to lay because the woodworking aspect of their company is not an essential business. Mm -hmm. um, based out of Pittsburgh for Pittsburgh. Mm. Um, but their e-commerce side of it is. So they can still ship out. And essentially what they're doing is cabin building. Which means that they're sending out kits to their, to their craftsmen to build, a, their, build dice trays and build stuff at home. And then they come yeah. and pick it up the next day. Hmm. Giving okay. them, keep, but still keeping that social distance but allowing them to still earn some money during this time. Um, and their goal is um, bring it's hashtag bring back our craftsmen. So it's there a really good go. good goal. Okay, to the twitters, to the twitters, and with that goal, I think you have something to say. Indeed, thank you so much for joining us. It's always a pleasure for you guys to join us um, for our ridiculousness that is our podcast i honestly 
to this day, I'm still a little bit surprised that we're still going. To be honest, that you still are, that you that are still watching us. But I greatly appreciate it. You listening to us ramble on and on about on about the things that we love. So thank you. Um, if you want to check us out on any other places, you can check us out on the Google Play Store. You can. Uh, is it yeah Google is it Google Play yeah it's still Google Music it's right? now Google Play Podcast Google Play Podcast you can yes check they finally simplified it to something reasonable uh, apparently you can check us out on Spotify you can check us out on Stitcher you can check us out on wherever any free podcasts are sold um, you can always check us check us out on it, well yeah any of those really and of course sorry iTunes I forgot about iTunes. How did I forget about Apple Music? Woohoo! But anyway, also if you have any questions for us or for the group, you can always send us an email at soccerrangers at pod, at soccerrangerspodcast at gmail Oh, thank God! I was about to murder you. <laughs> Sorry, for some reason I was like soccerrangers.podcast.com. I'm like that's not right. <laughs> I'm weird. Anyways. Um, yeah, I wish we owned podcast.com. That'd be awesome. <laughs> That'd be really <laughs> awesome. Um, you can also check us. Uh, if you also have any other questions, you can, can check us out on Facebook. You can check us out on Instagram, which is, of course, if you do give, shoot us a message on Instagram, you're more likely to get an answer from one of us. Because um, we do have a guys that check that our Instagram a lot more often. Um, but, yeah, if you have anything, feel free to reach out and answer us anything. We're more than happy to talk about it. So thank you so we do we take, take fan mail. Uh, thank you so much for joining us, and we hope to see you next time on Soccer Rangers with this wacky crew. Take care, everyone. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.